there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Good people of Block Island and loyal listeners of the world, welcome to the Switched On Pop 2015 Song of the Summer Jam Showdown. On the left, we have Dr. Nate Sloan. And on the right, we have Sir Charlie Harding. For the first time ever, we are taping live in front of a studio audience. Please make some noise. Today's goal, determine the song of the summer in a battle royale. It's a classic summer pop extravaganza, and this is... So each of us have chosen our favorite song of the summer, and we're going to attempt to persuade each of you in a three-round competition, which is the best. We'll each play and introduce our song, followed by two alternating rounds defending our choice. Then you, the audience, will have an opportunity to ask us questions or to submit your own comment. We'll follow that up by closing arguments. And then the audience will vote on the song of the summer, and the winner uh, between us gets to lead everyone in a sing-along of the chosen song. Earlier today, we had a coin toss to determine who would go first, and I was lucky enough to get to lead in the song of summer showdown. So I want to start and say that without a doubt, the best song of the summer is Walk the Moon's Shut Up and Dance. The song is a crossover of an 80s-style anthem, that has been on the chart for 35 weeks, and it was at, it's currently at number seven, peaked at number four. It won the Teen Choice Award for the best party song of the summer, which I think is, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Strong contender. So while my competitor might try to bore you with esoteric musicological jargon, I'm gonna argue that the art of the song of summer can be boiled down to a precise science. So let's start off by listening to Walk the Moon's Shut Up and Dance. Don't you dare look back, just keep your eyes on me I said you're holding back She said shut up and dance with me This woman is my destiny She said Do the bass and the fading light 
Nate, your turn. When I think summer, I think love and I think heat. And Jason Derulo's Want to Want Me has got both in spades. This song rocketed to the top five when it dropped last month, and it's been all over the radio dial ever since. Don't be fooled by my competitor's 80s throwback and power chord kryptonite. The song of the summer, with a bullet, is Derulo's slinky, sultry, slow-burning anthem. Listen to this verse and chorus and tell me your pulse doesn't start to quicken. It's too hard to sleep. I got the sheets on the floor. Nothing on me. And I can't take it no more. It's 100 degrees. I got one foot out the door. Where are my keys? Cause I gotta leave, yeah. In the back of the cab. I took the drive ahead of time. Get me the fast. I got your body on my mind. I want it back. Ooh, just the thought of you gets me so. In my opening argument, I said that we could boil down the song of the summer to a precise science, and scientists have done just this. So we're going to talk about the science of familiarity. Scientists at USC in the Journal of Consumer Psychology determined that the popularity of a song is determined by two factors. One is that it has to have simple, easy words, and what they mean by that is a very limited vocabulary. And the second thing that determines a pop song success is the repetition of the chorus. How many times do you hear the chorus? So, Shut Up and Dance, the main lyric starts off, we were bound to get together. She took my arm. I don't know how it happened. We took the floor and she said, shut up and dance with me. Right? This is a very limited vocabulary and they drill it into our heads over and over and over again. You're going to hear shut up and dance with me 12 times throughout the entire song such that you can't stop playing the song. Even when you turn it off, it is going to be stuck in your head. I want to play for you just a clip of the amount of times that you're going to hear shut up and dance with me throughout this song. Whether you like it or not, that is going to be, going to be familiar. You're not going to be able to get rid of it. Well, well played, Harding. I know you want to paint me as a peddler of esoteric music theory, but when it comes to summer jams, I'm going to go with my heart. And the magic of Want to Want Me starts at the very beginning with the badass proclamation of just who this song is by, Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> I so wish that someone would sexily whisper my name right before any time I start speaking. And I actually just made 
if, in case anyone does want to do that, I have the file for you. Wow. <laughs> this is all gimmicks. Gimmicks. No science. It's not, not quite as effective as Darillo, but... That breathy whisper sets the tone for the rest of the verse, which is super tight, pressurized, breathless. This is a perfect summer song because it's literally about how hot it is outside. Quote, it's too hard to sleep. Got the sheets on the floor, nothing on me. I can't take it no more. It's 100 degrees. And each of these lines is followed by an unbearably tense exhalation. Ah, we are immediately put into the dog days of summer, the restless nights when sweat is on your brow and love is on your mind. The insistent beat drives the point home, the sparse initial section leaving room for little else besides one obsessive thought. The lyrics are in present tense, which is an odd choice for they're also being directed at another person. And it makes me wonder if this song is describing something that is actually happening or something that might be dreamt. Or it's possibly not actually a real-time interaction, but a particularly hot session of phone sex. <laughs> Regardless of your interpretation, what is undeniable is that this verse is hot as hell. Is that it? That's it. All oh, right, that's what you got. Okay. Yeah, that's, what do you mean, is that it? <laughs> that's it. All right, all right. Very good. So... When we were talking about Shut Up and Dance, we looked at, first, the science of familiarity. The more you hear the song, the more you have to love it. And the song is intentionally putting the, the chorus over and over and over and over in your ear. Well, there's another science to be a number one song of summer, and that is the science of similarity. Uh, neuroscientists at McGill University have run brain imaging studies that show what we like, and they know why. So when we listen to something new, we go looking for recognizable patterns of things that can help us predict where the music is going to go. If the music is too different and we can't anticipate what's going to happen next, we don't like it. You don't get a dopamine hit. But if the song is recognizable, if there are similar beats and melodies, things that you've heard before but in slightly new contexts, our brains are flooded with dopamine. The pleasure center of our brain is just super excited. So we're going to see how Walk the Moon has intentionally chosen a bunch of old 80s hits you already know and made a meta composition of that song. Because right now is the summer of the 1980s, right? We have Taylor Swift who has her hit album 1989 and Walk the Moon is going just a few years before that to build this meta song. We're going to walk through the intro, the verse, the pre-chorus, and the chorus. We'll play just a couple of small clips and we're going to see that this song isn't actually a new pop song. It's about five different pop songs that we've all heard in the past. So starting from the intro, we're going to hear first, Walk the Moon, second, U2's Where the Streets Have No Name. And I want you to be listening to the guitar. There's going to be this arpeggiated over and over again. They're clearly making, making a reference to U2, whose hit was number 13 on the charts in 1987. Walk the Moon, U2. You didn't catch it because it's quick. One more time. Moving next to the verse. Um, what, what we have here is a, a real shift to this sort of jangly guitar and wild rhythms. And we're going to hear a comparison to the romantics talking in your sleep, which was number three in 1984. First, we're going to hear shut up and dance. And then second, we're going to hear the romantics talking in your sleep.
big jangly guitars, sort of syncopated rhythms, and other romantics. And I'm not sure if you caught that, but at the end of Shut Up and Dance, he was saying we're victims of the night, and at the end of the romantics, he says, close your eyes and go to sleep. So we're kind of in the same territory here in the verse. We're now going to move to the pre-chorus, and we're going to hear Corey Hart's Sunglasses at Night, which was number seven in 1984. And what you want to be listening here is the melody. We also have common words here. Again, I want you to listen for them. She took my arm. And now Corey Hart. Uh, we heard, I turned to her and said, in uh, Shut Up and Dance, we heard, we took the floor and she said. So clear pulling from 80s mega hit. Again, this was number seven in 1984. And finally, we're going to go to the chorus, which is obviously the hook of the song, the thing that we hear over and over again 12 times throughout the piece. First, you're going to hear Shut Up and Dance, and second, you're going to hear the only number one hit by Genesis, their song Invisible Heart, which was number one in the summer of 1986. Pretty catchy, right? (laughs) Yeah, you want to hear more of it. Now you're going to hear the same rhythm, melody, and synths. As you can see, Shut Up and Dance is not one song, right? It's actually a bunch of different 80s mega hits that they have intentionally put together so that you would be you, you would not just be familiar with the song because you've heard Shut Up and Dance over and over again, but it was drawing from things that were already similar to you. You knew what was going to happen, and I'm seeing in all of your faces that the pleasure center of your brain was lit up with dopamine. You heard those 80s hits, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the song of the summer. Nate. So... Uh... <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, uh, so basically, you're you're saying that this song is uh, incredibly derivative and unoriginal. So that's a really uh, thanks for for helping. Well, my, Picasso said my that the argument. best artists steal, right? Uh, mm, yes, he did. Okay. okay. So, so you uh, clearly think this show is radio lab and not switched on pop because I'm hearing a lot of scientists and universities and blah blah blah, but. I'm not gonna gonna pander to some pseudoscience. I'm gonna get really to the to the crux of the matter here, which is in his chorus in uh, "Want to Want Me," Jason Derulo takes us from the the tight, breathless verse to a much more expansive place. The unbearable sexual tension of the verse loosens in the chorus into a more lushly orchestrated and harmonically rich landscape. It's a more romantic moment, effusive and anthemic, easy to sing along with. It's just big and stupid enough to be a careless summer jam without being quite so dumb that it slides into the insipid. 
And just when you thought it couldn't get any more carefree, Derulo follows the chorus with an ebullient, wordless vocal arabesque. Big words. All right, big words. <laughs> That's a moment as if the 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 heightened state of the chorus couldn't get any more uh, expressive. This when when Derulo has nothing more to say with words, he simply turns to to this wordless vocal and it just lifts you right up out of your chair. This is summer love at its finest. That's all I got to say. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have we've made our cases. And now we open it up to you all, the, the denizens of Block Island, to uh, ask questions or comments, challenge us, propose a different song of the summer that we've neglected. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docuseries, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong, and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing, because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. So uh, the Derulo track dropped last month. It's a summer it's a summer jam. Whether or not it's the best summer jam is the question on the table. Right. Sure. Um, Walk on the Moon's track is months and months and months old. You know, nine months old. So it dropped like last fall. How can that be the song of the summer? Sure. I mean, we, we, we saw last episode with Fetty Wap, that we, which he came out with a song almost a year and a half ago, which is now just getting up on the charts. Sometimes it takes long time to build, get up to the top of the charts and be familiar in everybody's ear. So I think that with Walk the Moon, what you, what you have going on here is this whole trend of 80s music, which is coming back, has been sort of slowly fading in. And now they're capturing the moment. I just want to say that was a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> What we haven't heard about much here from either of you is like the artists themselves. So I'm wondering if you guys could both add a little more color and speak about the artist stories. I have, it's a great question. I have to say that I don't know a lot about Mr. Derulo. I do know from, from my wife, Whitney, that he 
uh, his name was actually originally D E S R U L E A U X, and they his record his uh, I think he's Haitian American. His record label changed it to so people could actually say it, I guess. And I know that he's come a long way from his breakout hit, which was Wiggle. If anyone's <laughs> familiar <laughs> with that song, Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle. Wiggle with it. I think it's a slide whistle, which is kind of creative. Yeah, and so this is this I think represents a real evolution in his musical style. I think he's got a great voice. I think he's got an excellent team of producers who are uh, tweaking every single note that he sings or or plays on this song. I'll admit that Nate is good with words, but we don't we don't we don't typically. Charlie is very handsome. Thank you. So we don't typically entertain uh, the lives and uh, love affairs of pop stars as many other critics might do. We like to think of the music as standing on its own. If we're going to go there, I, I will say that I recently was in Logan Airport in Boston and ran into Walk the Moon in the, uh, this is true, yeah, it, in, in, in the baggage claim area. And, and the one important thing that you need to know about them is that their lead singer has an amazing mullet. <laughs> They're deeply invested in their identity. They go all the way. Any other, any other audience responses? I would say that if it was the Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle track by Derulo, <laughs> that is a funky enough song that would have tipped me over the edge. While I like this current Derulo track, it doesn't have enough of that full-out funk factor for me to sway me over the edge. Fair enough. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. This is a two-part question. I'm just wondering if you guys live in a world in which Rihanna doesn't exist. And then the follow-up follow question is, I'm sorry. <laughs> and what is it like? <laughs> Sounds like a gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> Do you have a contender song of summer? It's, Bitch better have my money. Yeah. Bitch better have my money. I was recently at a bachelorette party in Mexico, and <laughs> this came on, <laughs> uh, and everybody started dancing. And if there is a barometer for a song's success more accurate than does it compel people to shut up and dance, Good point. <laughs> I have yet to find one. Um, so by that metric, I would say, bitch better have my money is worth considering, if not completely trouncing both of your arguments immediately with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, just quickly, do you, do you have a response? I don't, I don't disagree. I think it's a dark horse. I think it's literally a dark song and, and not, not what you would think of as your typical summer anthem, but I, I couldn't agree more with your argument. I'm not going to punch any holes in that. I think it's a great track. I think we can throw it in the hat. All right, it's in. <laughs> well, I found Charlie's argument incredibly strong and was not fooled by Nate's wordsmanship. Um, I have to say, I feel like Shut Up and Dance is a song that betrays itself because it tells you to do something and then undermines it. It's not a song one can dance to, and ultimately, that's the song of the summer. 
as a terrible dancer, I can dance to Shut Up and Dance far more convincingly than the Derulo track. <laughs> um, I guess my, my question is that we began the argument without understanding exactly what we're arguing over. Mm. What is, what defines, what makes a song of summer? And the answer, you know when you hear it, is not going to work here. <laughs> I think I think we do need to be held to task for for not not defining our terms. Do you want to do you want to start? Well, I think you are the musicologist here, so I'm going to pass to you. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't know if I have a strong musicological argument for what makes a song of summer, but I do have a maybe more emotional or personal argument. I think it's a song that when or, or and let me I'll speak for myself when I'm walking down the streets of New York and it's bumping on in my headphones I feel like I'm three feet above the sidewalk and that I want to just go up to random people on the street I'm walking by and put my headphones in their ear and say listen to this and when you get back to your house you want to just immediately put it on your stereo and crank up the volume and you just can listen to it over and over and over again on repeat no matter what you're doing whether you're washing dishes or driving to work or at a party with all your friends that song is the soundtrack to your summer season yeah i i, I think that it's a song which captures mass media attention and defines a moment so that every time you hear that song from a previous summer it takes you back to wherever you were it's a song that sweats it's a song that sweats <laughs> I think the most important thing here is that it's going to be a sing-along anthem, which is incredibly familiar and very similar. That's why I feel like this is partially just about idiosyncratic preference, because those of us who live in New York, we're, think of, we're thinking of like a funky beat that's blaring out of a car window. But for someone else, they might be thinking of something that's more like what Walk the Moon has to offer. And it's hard to say something is the song of the summer, because so much of this is about what resonates with you as an individual listener, right? That's absolutely right. But let's do it anyway. Here we go. <laughs> Jason Derulo's Want to Want Me is a classic summer jam. Literally hot and heavy, fun to listen to and fun to sing, as tightly constructed as its final moments. A terse tag on the chorus's penultimate phrase, get up, get up. Get up, get up. This song will get you through those nights when it's too hard to sleep, you've got nothing on you, and you can't take it anymore, and it's 100 degrees. Thank you. Makes you sweat. <laughs> The science is clear. We love pop songs because they make themselves instantly familiar by repeating their choruses over and over again, and because they're similar to the things that we've heard that we already love. But most importantly, Shut Up and Dance is also fun. This is a four-to-the-floor dance song that wants to get you up and dancing, singing along. It's got those power pop guitars. It is the song of summer, absolutely. I just want to point out with such excellent contenders, everyone is a winner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
that sounds like an admission of defeat. <laughs> All right, so how should we do this? Uh, I think there, there is only one legitimate way to gauge the song of the summer, and that is by volume. So um, if you feel as though Walk the Moon, Shut Up and Dance is the song of summer, please raise your voice. And if you feel like Jason Derulo's Want to Want Me is the song of the summer, make some noise. We have a winner. Yes, we do. Jason Derulo. Thank you for listening to Switched on Pop. You can find more episodes on our website, www.switchedonpop.com. You can also listen on your favorite podcasting app like SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, where we'd love if you leave us a rating. It makes a huge difference. I'm Charlie Harding. I'm Nate Sloan. Thank you to our live audience, and thank you for listening. no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series Running Socks brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.